0: Are you one of the many couples who began your relationship in what we call the high octane or honeymoon stage, but now life has you wondering, where did all that love and connection go?
1: Hey, if this sounds like part of your current story, welcome to the Red Truck Marriage Podcast. We want to help you experience God's best in marriage, a relationship that is stronger, deeper, and more exciting than ever before.
0: So meet my wife and co-host, Stuart Anderson.
1: And he's my husband and co-host, Dr. David Anderson.
0: It's time for you to become the heroes of your marriage story. So let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Red Truck Marriage Podcast.
1: As always, it's good being with you today. We are back after a small break from the Red Truck Marriage podcast to get healthy because both David and I got sick over the past couple Josh, of weeks.
0: We sure did.
1: But I have, before we get started, I have a sweet story to share with everybody. And I want to tell them this is one of those, wow, that's true love kind of stories. And I just have to share it.
0: Okay. It
1: was the first morning when I was getting sick and I was heading towards nausea and all of that. And I heard David knocking around in the bathroom. I said, what are you doing? He goes, well, I'm cleaning the toilet. I want you to have a clean toilet in case
0: something happens.
1: Sure. I said, wow, that was so great. And then later he left a little love note on my pillow when I was... Up and down and Honey,
0: <laughs> I was trying to hook you up. You you were miserable. I know you were just getting you, really that, sick. I wanted you to have a clean that toilet. That was so sweet. <laughs> it
1: was so sweet. I appreciate it.
0: Well, you're so welcome. And, you know, we did get sick. I it, We both got our second COVID vaccination. And golly, within 14 hours, I would say, I started getting really, really sick myself. And then I had this speaking gig, like uh, uh, an engagement later on in the morning. And not only did I give this keynote, but I also agreed to MC the event.
1: A virtual event. Yes. So it it, was, yeah, yes. Online. Thank God, Thank God it was virtual.
0: Uh, it was actually a, a, a service member, like a military event. I was speaking to service members and their wives, uh, folks that are getting ready to be deployed. So every time, like, I would introduce a new speaker, I just turned my camera off and laid my head on my desk and just like with chills. And it was miserable, like, big time. It was. But, you know, um, one of the cool things, probably for you, Stuart, (laughs) is I also uh, lost my voice uh, a a few days later. (laughs) And I know it was quiet around the house, right? You love quiet.
1: I know you think it was quieter, but it wasn't really quieter. You were a better patient this time, but it wasn't really
0: quieter. (laughs) Okay. Well, listen, I could not be happier, and I'm speaking for Stuart too, uh, to be joining our Red Truck Marriage community today. This could be one of our most important episodes to date. I really believe that. The title is Prayer, A Couple's Most Intimate Act, Mm -hmm. right? So let me tell you a little story. Uh, A while back, Stuart and I were talking to this couple, right? And they were telling us about how different their life feels now compared to when they were dating and, or first got married. Um, yeah,
1: like like many couples, they were saying that they were in a different season of life now, by raising kids and right. managing the home and all that comes with that.
0: Exactly, and you know, all couples go through that. I mean, let's face it, gone are those days, particularly when children come into play. Uh, gone are the days of having like. Gobs of free time, right? Where, like, you eat when you feel like it, you stay out late, you go on trips without much planning, you know, that kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, they were f- missing all of that.
0: They were, and it in you know when they were sharing this with us, it was clear that they they longed to get that back, right? But they also knew that, you know, life was coming at them and there were more responsibilities. Well, anyway, after talking with them more, the wife said this. She says, "I really think what I miss the most is the feeling that our relationship is sacred.
1: Oh, gosh. Don't yeah. you get that? I do. Is she, she was saying that her marriage was losing that sense of exclusivity or specialness, mm. you know, that yeah. high-octane experience that we talk about in our podcast opening.
0: Yes, that's exactly what she was saying. And her husband was clearly in agreement with us, or with her, right? Like, mm-hmm. neither one of them pushed back at that. They They yeah. were on the same page with that. So I said to them, "Hey, at the risk of coming across like over spiritualizing or something, do you folks pray together?" And the wife looks at us and says, "Like, what does that look like?"
1: Yeah, I I loved her question because it was so practical. And it's one that I think many people who haven't grown up in a praying family or or praying out loud, you know, they have that question. I have heard this from other people as well. Well, yeah. our our answer was, and and I said to her again, at the risk of over spiritualizing, the Bible says a few things about praying, and then David and I proceeded to tell them what it looks like and what it sounds like when we pray together, and we're going to share that in a moment. But essentially we wanted them to know it can be whatever you want it to look like. Mm. The Bible says that we don't have to worry about using fancy words or a lot of words because the Lord the Lord knows our heart. The yeah. key is and this is what we yeah. feel deeply. The key is that you're meeting with God in prayer together and you're being in relationship with Him.
0: Yes. And you know, folks, listen to what Stuart just said. And by the way, she just kind of cleared her throat. I'm probably going to do it again <laughs> at, or as well because we're just kind of getting out of this sickness and I'm probably not going to post-edited it out, right? We're just human. <laughs> you know, we're trying to get well. But, um, you know, one of the things that Stuart just said is so true. Like, it, there's no one way for this prayer together to look like. Like, it, it, it's whatever you want it to look like. And we're going to kind of explain that later on. Listen, there are lots of different roads we could go down here, um, but I don't want to, like, clutter it up too much. Mm-hmm. Listen, remember what the wife said, and this is big. She missed that feeling of sacredness in her marriage. That's really the key here. So how would praying together as a couple impact that feeling of sacredness or intimacy in marriage?
1: And what would praying together look like for a couple who want that level of spiritual and emotional connection?
0: Yeah, I really think that's a great question. And, you know, I want you to kind of picture this conversation um, with these two dear people. When, when I said, ah. Oh, I, I get it like you want s- that feeling of sacredness again mm-hmm. you know her her eyes welled up with tears like i I could tell that was what she was so longing for and yeah, you know that that sacredness thing folks is it, not just like this spiritual word it what she was saying was i i I want our relationship to go back to that exclusiveness, mm-hmm. right that thing that I know this is more special than any relationship I have in my life. and she was missing that.
1: You know, I think what she was describing was that they, in their relationship together, they had they had they had experienced the feeling of becoming one, mm-hmm. And now they were losing that somewhat. Yes. And so they wanted that back.
0: No question. No question about that. So, you know, I want to have a conversation about prayer in marriage, because that's really where my questioning went with her. Like, if you want sacredness, my first thought was, my goodness, like, praying together can really... Help us get that sacredness. Mm-hmm. It makes it special. So I'm thinking we should just have a conversation about prayer and marriage.
1: Well, let's start by telling everyone what our prayer life looks like.
0: I think that's a great idea. As long as you understand, audience, that you know, we will share what our prayer life looks like together, but it's not the only one way to do it. You know, we're going to say that at 17 different times, right? Uh, I think that's really important. But, you know, so, you know, one of the things that, you know, Stuart and I do when we begin uh, our day is we get time together. Um, we're both reading different things, but, you know, some people call it a devotional. You know, I I, I just look at it as, you know, I I may be in a book, You know, at this particular time, which I am right now, um, and, and I spend time, you know, perhaps reading a chapter of a book, um, I may sit quietly and kind of write my things to do list for that day, uh, where I'm, I'm really asking God to like, lead me, give me direction of how I, I need to be spending my day, uh, that would be pleasing for him, um. You know, I'll, I'll read a passage in the Bible. I have this Bible app. It's really cool. That's Right now, it's helping me read through the New Testament in a year. And so I get to read, you know, s- Scripture that kind of gets me through the New Testament. Um, so that's what my time alone looks like. Stuart generally is in the same room, right? For us, it's in the morning. For many of you, it this probably needs to be after... What Stuart, you know, they put they put their children down where there's right. quiet, right?
1: Right. Because when I was working, that reading time happened early in the morning before work for me and you weren't up. So we didn't yeah. have that luxury then. So um, you know, it was a different time of day when we prayed. But right now it's we have that luxury of doing it in the morning. And yeah. We usually, you know, we turn to each other after our reading and talk about what we've read and um have, have that a time. yeah. Have a
0: conversation about mm-hmm. you know this particular author or a, a, a scripture reading or right. you know something that has touched us that morning, and we'll have a conversation about that most mornings. And right, that,
1: and that sharing time is important before we actually start to pray as it, well.
0: It, absolutely, mm-hmm. and you know, folks, I, I would say this. I, I think hands down, this is a true statement that. Praying together is probably the most intimate act that a couple can experience. I really do. So this whole intimacy thing, you know, I, I was recently on this. Uh, it's it's a golf trip that I do with uh, you know some dear friends. It's an annual thing. Um, these are folks uh, who I used to be on this on staff with this. Uh, youth ministry called Young Life. And one of the guys, we were just kind of hanging out uh, one day and uh, during this time uh, where all of us were together. And, and I asked him, I said, hey, do you and your wife pray much together? And he said, we do. And I asked him how they benefited By praying together, and like he didn't even have to think about it; like automatically, he just said, "Intimacy, man." Yeah, like it. We really, really grow close together when we pray together. And listen, these are just none of these guys are pastors in a church or any. They're just normal, everyday people like Stuart and I, right? Who happen to see the 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 benefit, the payoff in their marriage. When they pray together, that's big.
1: Yeah. So, how does that work exactly? What ha- praying brings about intimacy? Well, that's what we want to share with you.
0: Yeah. And, you know, Stuart, I would say number one, it exposes each other's heart, right? So, like when we talk to one another, when we are sharing like things that we've read or, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing, we, we are sharing one another's heart. I may also be telling you about things that are on my heart. Right. Right? And so when Stuart and I get together, it's not just, hey, let's sit down and pray real quick. It's like we'll have a conversation about those things that are on our minds and our hearts. And and I think that's what my buddy was talking about. That's what brought intimacy in his marriage, because they, they connected and then went to God with their requests, right? Right. Right. Uh, so that's one of those intimate things I think when we pray or talk about those things to God and to one another, what's on our heart?
1: Well, let me describe it a little bit more. When we do our prayer time in the morning, we actually hold hands and we turn towards each other and we're looking at each other in the eyes and and we start with thanks because we're so blessed yeah. with with so many things. But we we start with thanks. For the small things and the big things, like if it's a beautiful day, we'll give thanks for that. If we've met a new friend or anything about living in our new townhouse, we make sure we give thanks for that. The bucket, (laughs) 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 and it just brings the sacred into our day, and and it makes the things around us, our environment, um, more sacred.
0: Big time, and you know, we said we turn and face one another and hold hands. You know, if you've heard us on previous episodes, we call that need a need Mm -hmm. time, right? Where where we will sit and, you know, have some kind of touch um, because, you know, that's kind of a a metaphor or an action of connectedness, right? right? And that's really important. You know, we also talk about the kind of the big things like family matters, uh, things that are on our heart, Uh, illnesses,
1: right? Right. but we have opportunity to give thanks for these things, and then we also make requests for burdens or concerns that are also on our heart. I mean, it is really, like you said, it exposes what we both are thinking about and what's on our heart.
0: No question. And I want to get to the to the to th- those burdens or concerns mm-hmm. that we have. But so, number one, I, perhaps starting your prayer um with a, a spirit of um gratitude or right. thanksgiving, you know right. what are you thankful for? It could be that precious child that's still back in uh you know their crib or in their bed mm-hmm. and they slept well you know that particular <laughs> right. night right like it, it just anything that comes to your heart that you that you feel so much thanksgiving for mm-hmm. i th- I think that's such a big thing, you know it, it, the big thing now is mindfulness, and such a big part of mindfulness is being aware um, of those gratitudes in your life. And Stuart and I both believe, you know the scripture says that all good things come from God. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't it make sense to start your prayer thanking him for the good things? Oh, yeah, right.
1: I, I appreciate that time. It gets my mind and my heart set. Sure. In the and right direction.
0: Exactly. So, mm-hmm. and then in terms of burdens or concerns, you know, we make requests, right? Help with our weaknesses, like those things that get exposed, like this is a weakness of mine. Maybe it's impatience or, you know, I, I don't know. I could I could name a gazillion things right now, you know, over the course of a week that get, gets pointed out to me in my spirit. But um, it could be direction in upcoming matters. You know, lately, one of our big prayers was... Uh, just to close on our construction loan, you know, many of you know we're building a home up here uh, on top of a mountain, and you know that thing has been delayed for all these different reasons, and it, it's been crazy, and that's been a burden. And
1: actually. you know, we prayed for that daily, which reminded me every day that our requests rely on the Lord's timing. I mean, I really yes. need, I struggled with that, and so praying about that daily just helped me. To let go of some of the anxiety. I, I think that's my... so good, yeah.
0: Stuart. And you know what, for some of you out there, you know, you you may hear that and you say, Well, my goodness, like that's the biggest concern you have, like closing on a construction loan. Like, friends, let me tell you something. Um, there are there are mornings when Stuart and I get together and we talk about our concerns or our burdens. Uh perhaps it's about some our children or you know, like really, really hardship things, and you know, Stuart, As I talk about that, and I can, I can say the same for her. Uh, like that's a conversation that brings lots of tears. Mm-hmm. Uh, things that have kept me up at night. Um, so, I guess what I'm saying is, it's we all are trying to navigate life, all right? And and the life and the hardship. That comes our way, right? So, but everything is fair game. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, when when we come up with those things that we want to, we want to, um, those burdens or concerns that we want to give to God uh, together, um, it could be a whole host of things. I yeah. think that's really important to and, say.
1: And again, the daily prayer that we do helps us not to overload and look into the future and and start creating a huge list. We just this is the season we're in and this is what we're looking at our burdens and our concerns right now.
0: Yes, and you know what? Sometimes it could be, you know, the morning after a big argument that we've had, <laughs> right? Where, you know, I I haven't been my best version of myself.
1: And then we ask for forgiveness. <laughs> right. That's what we do. That's it, the truth. We it, just put it out there.
0: Exactly. But, you know, the the bottom line is that praying together invite your spouse into your inner world, mm. right? To me, that is the definition of intimacy, and what makes the relationship sacred.
1: And, and when you when you're experiencing that with your spouse, it helps you be, to become more transparent. Mm-hmm. I mean, that really is part of what happens is that you you become really honest about what you're going through and. Maybe your, your misgivings from the day before, it just helps you to become more transparent when you're being that intimate.
0: And, and if you think about it in terms of the word sacredness, like that exclusivity, right? Like, how many people are we doing that with outside of our marriage, mm-hmm. right? I, I hope that the number one person, our go-to person um, outside of Christ Himself is our spouse that we go to our spouse for these things so they do know our inner world. Right. There couldn't be anything bigger than that I think. I I think everything else in marriage really centers around that. That truly is mm-hmm. the foundation. So you know now the question is like does God hear our prayers, mm-hmm. right? And and if so, does he answer them? Right? And I don't want to spend, I don't think we should a whole lot of time on kind of the theology of that right, right. but um, because that's really not our point tonight but I will answer that question like just emphatically yes, God answers our prayers. Mm-hmm. I know he does. It may not be exactly how we like it or the timing or that kind of thing but th- there's not a doubt in my mind. Jesus himself said, you know um, ask in my name and I'll do it. you know your your joy will be complete. So uh I wanted to give an illustration and this really hit me the other night and I shared this with Stuart. Uh we've been really into this uh this series called The Chosen. And if you haven't uh heard The Chosen or seen The Chosen yet, I totally recommend it. You can you can get the app on uh Apple you know, store or you know any of the the main stores to download the app, but it's called the Chosen, and it, it's it is truly the best production of. Kind of a Christian production that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I really mean it. Frankly, a lot of times I think Christian productions are a little bit cheesy, right? But I'm telling you, this is like so good. It's so good. The acting is amazing. It, it's just wonderful. And I think it's really theologically sound, frankly. But it's the life of Christ um, and his disciples. And it, I just love it so much because I think it, it just makes Christ come alive. It makes the disciples, just humanizes everyone. And, and I think that's really the brilliance of this director of The Chosen. But the other night, anyway, I was watching it, right? And there was this scene where uh, one of the disciples introduced Jesus to Nathanael. And I don't know if you know the story or not, but Nathaniel, you know, he was struggling in his work and, you know, socially like being rejected. Like the, the dude had a heavy weight on his shoulders and he went and sat underneath this fig tree, right? And he was just pouring his life out, his heart out to God and crying out to God, basically saying, please, you know, like... Don't don't move your face from me, please. Look at me, see me. Like he's just begging for God to intervene in his in his struggle, right? So then there's this. So they show that scene, and then there's this scene of the disciple introducing him to Jesus, and Jesus before the disciple goes and say, "Hey, let me tell you about Nathaniel." Jesus kind of piped in, and he goes, "Oh, Nathaniel." And this is my paraphrase. He goes, "I saw you under the fig tree. I saw you praying. I saw you reaching out to me. I saw you talking to me." And like it blew Nathaniel's mind, right? <laughs> you were going to say something,
1: honey? Well, it, it it's it's such a great series. I I certainly didn't want to spoil it for anybody. Oh, I hope I didn't do that. <laughs> in some ways, you may have so. Instead of being specific, we can just we can just say this that it really revealed that in God's timing, um, we will know that He sees us.
0: yes, and really <laughs> that's how it impacted me. I was thinking, my goodness, that was so real of a scene, and I thought to myself, man, when I pray, God sees me, yeah. Right? Yeah. He sees us. In fact, in Matthew 18, 20, it says, Where two or more are gathered together as my followers, I am there among them. Yeah. I mean, what a great reason for a husband and a wife, for two people that really love each other and care and do in life together, to come together. Because when two or more are gathered together as his followers, he says, I'm among them. I mean, I think that's awesome, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, you can tell we we love that, but we, we we love the series as well, but we just want you to hear our hearts about um, your relationship and praying to God that, you know, He, he hears you and um, you can count on that.
0: Yes, be confident in that. <laughs>
1: and know that it is in His timing, but just, and then, you know, to recap about, what our prayer life looks like. We talked about how we turn towards each other and hold hands and we start with thanks and then we just speak what's on our heart and we make requests and all of that. So we wanted you to hear that vision of praying together.
0: Yes. And and again, I'll say it again, God does not always answer our prayers the way we want them to, mm-hmm. right? Or in the timing we want but we know He is there and He sees us. I just think that's really, really big, right? And the other point, just a quick one, honey, I want to say this. We are certainly not saying this is what you should do, Mm -hmm. right? Um, In terms of this is what it needs to look like. I I do think that we, we will grow intimacy when we seek God together in prayer. There's not a doubt in my mind about that. Uh, The important thing is to connect your minds and your hearts and then have a conversation with God.
1: Yeah. You know, David... From speaking with many people who, again, did not grow up praying out loud or did not grow up in a family where they spoke their prayers like this, I know that this notion of praying together sometimes generates a feeling of insecurity or awkwardness. And you know, why talk about why that you think that? Happens.
0: Well, if you remember, like this this woman that we were. Um speaking with in her husband, she was like, God, we don't do that. Like, what would that look like? Mm-hmm. Right? And I th- I think, you know, a lot of times there's that sense of insecurity, like Stuart just said. And I think some of it has to do with our narrative, right? Like uh, this notion that, golly, did you see our argument last night? We're not worthy to go to God, mm-hmm. right? Who are we to do that? Or look at our lives right now. or And that is just so... That is so messed up thinking, right? We are always worthy
1: to go to God. And I I know this also from talking to people that there's this fear of getting it wrong. Mm. People who haven't done it out loud before, they just think there's a formula for it and they don't want to get it wrong.
0: I think you're exactly right. And you know, there's a other sense that there's this uncertainty if God even cares to listen. And again, I think that's why that fig tree thing, uh, you know, impacted me so much. Like, I, I just could see God watching him. I mean, he, he, Jesus said that to him in, in that, you know, that scene in, in the Chosen. And the thing is, it, it goes back to this unworthiness thing. Friends, because of God's grace and his, there is, we've said this before on other podcasts, there is nothing you can do. To make God love you less, or watch this, like listen to you less, right? In prayer. And there's also nothing you can do to make you, to make him love you more, right? So he's not gonna listen more either. Like he just cares and he listens, right? Regardless of how you've been navigating life. And right. it's just a, a good narrative, it's a truth, I think, to tell ourselves. Because I I do believe that that will kind of wash away, if you will, that insecurity of praying to God,
1: and He wants the relationship. Mm. He He wants to hear from you, even though He knows your life and He knows your heart. It's a it's a it's a relationship.
0: Exactly, it, it so is, and you know I want to say this uh, before we move on. Um, I I really believe this is true that sometimes. I think our hesitancy in prayer with someone else, right is that we don't really know what to pray
1: mm-hmm. right right,
0: and that's why I you know I wanted us to talk about us like getting into one another's inner world where we're talking about things we're grateful for and things that are on our hearts and minds that we're struggling with.
1: well, I talked earlier about um daily prayer and and let me give you your thought my thoughts about okay daily prayer. The the daily prayer, just speaking about your life every day to the Lord, it it aligns with what the Lord showed the Israelites when He sent them manna from heaven. Mm. And I love this principle; He provided the manna that they needed one day at a time,
0: Ugh. just one awesome. day at
1: a time. So it's okay if our prayers focus on just the day ahead. We can keep keep it that simple. Our praying together about each day is an act of walking with God daily.
0: That is such a good word, Stuart, mm-hmm. because you know the manna after a day it, it goes bad, a, yeah. right? It's not yeah. edible. So, you know, it's that is such a good word about, you know, if you wonder about what to pray for as a couple, just kind of look at the day ahead, the day that you're about to do.
1: And, and know that the Lord gives you what you need for each day. So mm. don't jump ahead two months or a week. <laughs> Focus just on this day and what you need or what, you, yeah. what what's on your heart for the day, and the Lord provides what you need for that.
0: No question. And folks, again, I believe, Stuart believes, this is at the foundation Of intimacy and marriage, and frankly, intimacy and other relationships as well. I told you earlier that I just went on a four-day trip with uh, some dear, dear friends of mine, right? And you know what, folks? Like I can't, I won't even tell you everything we did on this trip because it probably wouldn't be appropriate. We played golf. We hung out around the the fire pit, like just great guys that have known me for years and years, and they love me dearly. I know that. But you know what? Like we had moments like in, in the morning, like we just got together and shared things about our marriages and um, our our struggles, our joys, things about our children, and then we prayed together. So even in those relationships, like that prayer in the morning, like you just sensed that we were drawn together. Uh, with one another.
1: Well, and I also experienced that at school. I mean, with my coworkers, we had a prayer group, mm-hmm. and we would communicate by email, and then we would gather together and pray for whatever needs arose or what was on our heart. And we were so connected.
0: Yeah, it connected. Was, that's a great oh, word. We
1: were so connected. It was such a great time of just speaking to the Lord. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's big. That's That's a relational piece that... God has given us. And remember, He says, ask in my name, and I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a probably a good place for us to kind of start landing the plane, right, with right. Uh, our call to action. So do you want me to go first with the call to action? Sure. All right. So it's it's time for the call to action. And like anything else, You know, habits are created through repetition. We say that all the time. Repetition is the mother of skill. It gives birth to that skill. So we want you to start with deciding on a time when you can be alone without children needing your attention or anything else, like any distractions. Um, So decide what that time would be. And again, like we said earlier in this episode, like for you folks with young children, it may be in the evening, Mm -hmm. okay? Nothing wrong with that. But it's simply a a, a time when you say, all right, at eight o'clock, we're going to sit down and we're going to connect to one another's kind of inner world, what's on our minds, what's on our hearts, and then we're going to pray. We're going to lift it up to God.
1: Exactly. And then this is where our second call to action comes into play. Sit down to talk about two or three things that you feel grateful about that day or that week and you want to thank God for. Perhaps it's the progress that your child's making in school or the first steps that your baby is taking or growth that you see in your marriage. And then share two or three things that are a struggle for you personally. This is the essence of connecting your mind and your heart and being transparent and intimate.
0: Yeah, that's really good. Really good. You you don't have to limit it to yourselves, right? In fact, we encourage you to go outside of yourselves. Uh, perhaps you name others who have been on your heart. Maybe it's issues in our world, like it's those things that that are on your mind and in your heart, not just in your marriage or in your family, but again outside of yourselves. Mm-hmm. Like lift people up in prayer, and you know, I, I've told you before, I have four sisters, right, and and n- now I have uh, you know like a brother in law and all kinds of people. Like so, so we lift those people up in prayer um, because we know God is listening. But the key is going to God together.
1: And then you can seal it with a strong amen.
0: Yes. And you know what? I love that. For for those of you who may not know it, the meaning of amen, like when we end a prayer with amen, what it means is, so be it. The amen is like there. We now claim this, <laughs> yes. right? So be it.
1: You know, we also want to say that... Um, don't try for perfection in this. It's not about perfection. And if you don't pray together every day, that's that's not a requirement here. We just want you to start the connection of with each other, of course, for yes. more intimacy. Intimacy, but the relationship with the Lord.
0: And, and a- actually, if if you know you you miss a day and you start beating yourself up for that, mm-hmm. you know. It's that's called legalism, right? And we're not about that, right? No. So you may you may jack it up. It may be you look back and you say, "Golly, we only had one day last week that we got together and prayed." Yeah. Now, I wouldn't recommend that all the time because remember, repetition is the mother of skill. Like really, work to make it a part of your day.
1: Yes, you know we love walking with you as we all try to navigate marriage. It's not good to do it alone
0: it's so true and remember to always drive the red truck in your marriage that is really big and maybe putting some prayer in the back of that truck
1: <laughs> absolutely
0: <laughs> bye for now